Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beast Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay? I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have so much to discuss today, all right? Oh, my goodness. Joe Douglas meeting with the uh, press, having a press conference at the NFL Combine, spoke with the media today. We're also going to be talking about the New York Jets roster, a lot of talk about the Jets quarterback position as well, all right? A lot of things said during that uh, meeting with the media, some tidbits there. We're also going to be discussing the New York Jets roster and offensive line, and, you know, Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the combine players people are looking at. But listen, salute to all the savages out there. Let me get started with the show. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. For those of you that do not know, your boy is also on iTunes as well, okay? Go on over to iTunes, all right? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the podcast over there and leave me a rating. Leave me a five-star rating. Give me some feedback about what you think about the show and what I'm doing here. Always appreciate people that do that. I'm also on other social media platforms as well. Go on over to Twitter, okay? Type in on your Twitter, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter, Okay? Follow me, follow you right back, and we can go back and forth. I want to thank everybody that does that as well. There are a lot of DMs. I go back and forth with quite a bit of people, uh, you know, in the comments, and we talk about the team. We talk about all kinds of things. So please continue to give that a follow. My personal, uh, you know, Twitter as well as YoungJ000. A lot of people hit me up there as well. So I have a lot of fun going back and forth with people and talking about this football team. So many great things going on with the New York Jets. Also as well, for those of you that do not know, Okay, we live stream the radio show on YouTube. There's a lot of people that don't know that that I run into and they'd be like, whoa, Joe, I just happened to, you know, run across the YouTube. And I was like, whoa, this guy, yeah, gives great takes, but he's handsome. Didn't know that. Thank you, Joe. Salutes all ladies out there. You know, say, hey, Joe, you're looking good. Just want to let you know that like your takes like the show. But you look amazing. Listen, I'm not a not a cocky guy. Okay, I'm not an arrogant guy. I'm just working with what I got. I want to thank y'all. You know, salutes to everybody out there, all the good-looking people out there. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing that as well. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Go back and forth with them quite a bit. You want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they are savage. Man, they don't care. They don't care what it is, if they don't like your take, if they don't like what you bring to the table, if they don't like what you got to say, they are going to get at you. That's a fact. That's a fact. They're going to get at you. Nobody is safe. Not even me. Not even me. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know what time it is. So salute to all the savages as well. Man, so we have a lot of fun. Come on over. Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? I have a lot of fun over here. We do a lot of great stuff. I also post content as well on the channel. Salute to everybody that checks that out too. So when you do, please give the videos a thumbs up. 
share them along with your friends and the family and subscribe and again hit that notification bell so with that put to the side it is time to talk about the jets okay lines are hot we'll get to everybody in just a second listen (laughs) joe douglas spoke today to the media at the nfl combine as you know the combine has started players are starting to ramp up they're starting to you know show up and get in, do their medical stuff. I believe the defensive linemen and some other players are just kind of popping in, popping up today and, uh, you know, showing up and doing their thing. Um, Defensive linemen, I believe the linebackers as well too. So a lot of things moving and shaking there. Um, And again, we'll, you know, we'll get into that as as the weeks go on, right, as the time goes on uh, with the combine and the draft and all those things. But Joe Douglas is there in Indy and, sat down, spoke with the media about the New York Jets and the things that they're doing. And, of course, the first thing he's positioned and their, um, you know, them looking into the veteran quarterback position and looking to acquire one this offseason. And, of course, he spoke about Derek Carr first. Um, didn't speak much about Aaron Rodgers. or really didn't bring up Aaron Rodgers at all because, of course, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is still on the Packers. He made it very clear that he didn't want to get involved in possibly getting a tampering charge because, again, that can happen when you're talking about players that are currently still on another football team. So he strayed away from that. But he definitely talked quite a bit about Derek Carr because Derek Carr is a free agent. Uh, he spoke glowingly about Derek Carr. Um, and he says that the meeting between Derek Carr and the franchise when he came and had his visit, he said it went fantastic. And Carr really impressed everyone. And that's something that we heard already. Derek Carr is a guy, you know, we've seen him at press conferences, very passionate about the game, understands it, uh, and has, you know, been very clear as well that he's going to continue to move around and and look for teams that, uh, you know, want to acquire his services. And so Joe Douglas said he, you know, did a great job. He impressed them all. Of course, he liked what he saw on the field from Derek Carr as well, watching the tape. He called him a great producer as well. Um, And he just talked about how impressive he was. And, when the media kind of pressed him and said, hey, what are you going to do with this quarterback situation? When are you going to make the decision on who you're going to go with? And he said, you know, they'll pull the trigger when the time is right. Joe Douglas also said that free agency versus trade will factor into which veteran QB they decide to go with, okay? Now, that was kind of big for me because I think what that kind of whistles to is we all know the New York Jets are, are all in on Aaron Rodgers from everything that we've heard. They love Aaron Rodgers. He's their number one guy. They're still waiting to see, and we'll get into him in a second. <laughs> but they're still waiting to see what's going on over there, and uh, he's their number one guy. But there's a chance that if the Packers make that frying pan way too hot, say if they're asking for just far too much, and he looks at that situation and goes, you know what, this is too much. I don't want to give up this much capital. Or maybe there's too many question marks surrounding him, you know, his future. Maybe the Jets just don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling about him. Then they will go with other options that they have. They won't just say, hey, we're going to stick with with Aaron Rodgers through hell or high water. We're going to acquire this guy. No. They've done their due diligence. Again, they brought Carr in, and that was for a reason. So they're going to take all those factors into place, free agency versus uh, making a trade for preferably Aaron Rodgers and they'll make their decision, they'll decide to go with that. So that's going to be a major factor for them. Now, for those of you that were constantly talking about how we couldn't afford Derek Carr or couldn't afford Derek Carr and we can't afford Aaron Rodgers as well because he's asking for so much money, Joe Douglas also came out and spoke about the New York Jets cap situation. He said there's not much money tied up in prorated contracts against the salary cap. 
He said they can make a lot of room for big contracts uh, and praise the salary cap team. Talked about the great flexibility they have to create very large amount of cap space if necessary. He talked about a lot of the future of the New York Jets cap-wise, it looking very good, and how they can pull from that to really continue to benefit their future. Now, this, to me, was huge. This was an extremely, extremely significant statement to me because not only does that lend an ear to them acquiring a quarterback of the ilk of Aaron Rodgers, right? Because Aaron Rodgers' contract is like $50 million. Some people say $60 million, whatever. But as of right now, we're looking at a lot of people talking about $50 million that he could he could be on your cap. And there was a lot of people saying, hey, I don't want to pay that. We don't have enough. We're going to have to cut all these guys and so on and so forth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I talked about that. You can set up the contract in a, in a certain way so that in future years, right, he'll be able to make some money and he'll be able to, to get some things done, right? So bringing in Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, if they decide to go that way, is not going to kill us. Not only that, but it also opens the door to us possibly making other big splashes as well to continue to benefit this football team roster-wise because we have the money. We can pull and put contracts where we can backload contracts and allow these guys to make money a couple years down the line. That's great GMing, you know, and again, he talked about the salary cap team. You have a great salary cap team as well that does their jobs. And I talked about this. Everybody's concerned about the New York Jets cap space and all these things. Listen, we don't have much money tied up in the future. You watch the Saints. The Saints just did it. They're restructuring guys. They're moving things around. And guess what? <laughs> they created a bunch of cap space for themselves, and they're continuing to chip away to get under the cap yet again, and they do it every single year. So thinking that the New York Jets don't have the money or cap space to be able to compete in the future, I think would be wrong. Lauren Shorty salutes to you. He says, do you think we can get D-Hop? That's another uh, question that a lot of people started, talk, start, started talking about surrounding the New York Jets and also discussing, you know, when we discuss the cap. There's a possibility. Again, D-Hop is making a lot of money, though. But if we can kind of change his contract, maybe he'd be able to restructure with us. There's a chance. I think the New York Jets are going to spend, and D-Hop has also been a guy that has been talked about as possibly being a, a target of the New York Jets in the wide receiver position. But salute to you, Lauren. So when you look at the situation with Aaron Rodgers, we can absolutely afford him to bring, it, to bring him in. We can get it done here if need be. And I think that, again, that statement was a whistle to that. And even Aaron Rodgers himself has talked about being you know, open to changing his contract or adjusting his contract for the team that acquires him if – he were to move on from the Packers. So that keeps the door open. Now, while we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, boy, oh boy, <laughs> he came out of that darkness and uh, we're still in darkness. He's out of the darkness, but we still are in the darkness as far as his NFL future. Currently, as of right now, and again, this is a live show, you know, things are continuing to shake and move as, as, as we're here talking. And we'll get to the lines in a second, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Hold on a second. We'll get to the line. The Packers GM today came out, sat down with the media in Indy, and he said that Aaron Rodgers has not told the Packers his plans. Nothing. He also said that he hasn't spoken with him in length since the end of the season. He also said, until we have those conversations, I think our, our, all options are on the table. Wow. 
Aaron Rodgers, even though he came out of the darkness, okay? We out of the darkness, baby. We thought we would be getting an answer. We have not gotten an answer. And not only has he not let anyone else know, right? He hasn't even talked to the Packers general manager. So here the Packers are, still on the hook here, still waiting to see. Of course, they're talking up Jordan Love, saying that he's ready to start, ready to go. And again, with him saying, I think our options are on the table now, that means that the options to trade him are still open as well. And maybe, maybe this also speaks to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is leaning more towards getting out of that Packers organization and leaving them. Maybe that's what it is. We'll be discussing that as well. This is getting deep. It's getting deep. Salute to Lauren Shorty with the big, 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 big donation. I said salute to Lauren Shorty with the big, 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 big donation. He said no salutes to you, my friend. Thank you so much, man. I want to thank you for giving to the platform. I know everybody's excited. I'm hyped as well. We're really engaging and getting into it. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers still has said nothing to the Packers, things are looking a little off there. We'll be discussing that. As they continued on, though, Joe Douglas also spoke with, also continued to speak about the New York Jets quarterback situation. He spoke about Zach Wilson. He says that the franchise still believes that Zach Wilson can hit a ceiling because he loves football and he works hard. He said that most people in the league that love, love football, they work hard, like he does, will hit their ceiling. And, of course, it's a par for the course, right? The New York Jets have come out and said constantly they're not going to give up on Zach Wilson. Uh, the coaching staff came out and said through hell or high water, they're going to continue to coach him, and they're going to get the best out of him, all right? I mean, they, they are committed to Zach Wilson as they should be, as they should be. I mean, Joe Douglas drafted him. You know, he's going to stick with this kid and see what he has until the end is the end. Douglas also went on to talk about Quentin Williams as well. He says he's had very good discussions, several good discussions with Quentin Williams, and he feels that the process will play out the right way. Now, that was big, too, because Quentin Williams, as we all know, is a monster this past season, man. And there was a lot of questions going into this season as well about Quentin. A lot of people were wondering what he was going to turn out to be. There were some Jets fans that wanted to trade him. Let's keep it real. I remember hearing about that. Let's get rid of him for a third-round pick. Let's get rid of him for a second-round pick. Let's get him out of here. A lot of people had questions if he would ever turn into the type of player that we hoped that we would get drafting him so high in the draft. And this year he came up, showed out, and absolutely dominated up front. And now it's contract time. He's come out publicly and talked about how he wants to be a Jet, but he wants to get fair market value. He wants to be compensated fairly. He also brought up how the New York Jets have issues signing players that they draft, re-signing them, getting that second contract and keeping players that are talented on this football team, which was a masterful move. He also talked about how, you know, he's a guy that wants to be here, a team guy, has done everything the right way. And he also spoke and said, hey, if he doesn't have a contract by voluntary workout time, he's not going to show up. He's not going to show up. And so he put, out, he put that out there early. And he, put, he, you know, softly put a little bit of pressure there on the, uh, on the Jets' front office. And, of course, Joe Douglas has spoken about it. You know, he hasn't said, hey, I'll give him whatever, I, whatever he wants, but he said, hey, we, also, we realize what Quinnen brings to the table. We realize what Quinnen has. 
what he's brought to the team, and we're going to make sure, you know, that we do our darndest to keep him. He said that in the past. So just knowing that these discussions are going well and they've had several discussions and that uh, he feels like the process will play out the right way, that's beautiful. And I believe that that domino on Quentin Williams will fall once the New York Jets figure out what their situation is at quarterback, whether they go with Carr, Rodgers, hopefully we get one of those guys. You know, I think once they get that locked in, then they'll make sure they attack the Quinn and Williams situation, get him squared away, and keep him a Jet for years to come. He also talked about the offensive line as well, which is something we're going to be discussing tonight too. Man, the Jets' offensive line needs some work, and Joe Douglas knows that. He talked about uh, the, you know, the offensive line definitely being one of his priorities for the offseason. He spoke about Dwayne Brown. He says Dwayne Brown is still under contract. He had surgery on his shoulder, and he's waiting on his recovery to discuss the status with him. Um, loves the player and the person. He went into Dwayne Brown's shoulder injury that he had during the season. He said that he, you know, doesn't think he's ever heard of a player playing with the type of shoulder injury that Dwayne Brown had and continuing on. And we discussed that during the season as well, that Dwayne Brown could have wrapped it all up with that shoulder injury, got the surgery, and sat down at his house and been done. But he didn't do it. He came out. He said, you know what, I'm going I'm to give whatever I got, give it a go. And, you know, he played decently. And so we'll see what happens going forward with Dwayne Brown. I would think that the New York Jets would move away from him. Again, the Jets do have issues to tackle. We know that, whether it be, you know, figuring out, uh, you know, what we're going to do at our tackle position because there's a, some gigantic holes there. But this kind of leaves the door open to possibly, you know, Joe Douglas maybe keeping Dwayne Brown around. Again, if they do cut Dwayne Brown, they could save $9.7 million on the cap. But we'll see what happens going forward. Maybe Dwayne Brown becomes a, an integral piece, an integral backup, because that's something to speak about as well, because he also talked about Mekhi Becton. He said Mekhi Becton is in the best place he's been mentally and physically in a while. So he's waiting until the league year to start before discussing the fifth-year option. Also talked about how dominant Mekhi Becton was in his rookie season. Now, Mekhi Becton, let me tell you something. That's some big questions surrounding him, all right? He's been injured the past two seasons. We all know he had the knee injury. And then this past season, we looked at the situation, and we were thinking, hey, we're going to get the Mekhi Becton that we got the, his rookie year. He's going to come in. He's going to be dominant. He's going to you know, make things happen. We're going to see Mekhi Becton step up and step forward. And it just didn't work out. Came out this year. There was a lot of questions about his, you know, physical, uh, his physical preparedness, whether he was in shape or not. A lot of talk about him and his work ethic as well. That was thrown out there. There was also rumors swirling about the, the coaching staff. Currently, you know, at the time it was Michael Floor, uh, you know, Robert Sulla was here as well as we all know, that they were not happy with him and his physical status, that he was out of shape, that he was way out of shape. There was a lot of weight concerns and all these things. He was moved to right tackle as well. They left Fant at left tackle because they said Fant was more comfortable at left tackle. Than, uh, than right tackle. So they allowed Fant to be the starting left tackle. So there was all these questions surrounding him. You know, could he get his weight under control? The work ethic questions, was that knee good? And he's moving the right tackle. And he tried to give it a go, and the knee just didn't work. It didn't work. He ended up fracturing his kneecap and sat out the season as well. It was on IR. He's supposed to come back at one point, but according to even his, you know, people in his camp and in his team, that Makai Beckton's injury was in such a situation that he was never really going to come back. So he never came back the rest of the season. 
finish the season on IR. But everything that we've seen from Makai Becton recently, man, he's posting pictures constantly. That guy slimmed down a lot. I mean, he's been slim before, but he's very much in shape. He's excited. You can tell that he's, again, he's talked about hearing a lot of the people that are constantly talking negatively about him, hearing a lot of people that want to destroy him, hearing a lot of people that are talking down on him and bad on his name, and that he's going to show up and show out this year and he's fired up. And I'm excited for Makai Becton as well. But here's the deal. The New York Jets have to sign his fifth-year option. They have, a, <laughs> they have a choice they have to make, and it's coming up in May. This fifth-year option is coming up. And there's a lot of talk that the New York Jets will not sign that fifth-year option. Now, keep in mind, that fifth-year option keeps him here past 2024. At this point, his fifth-year option is $13.5 million. And you've got to wonder, will the New York Jets sign that? Will they? He's a guy that has had injury issues, you know, been a great concern there. And if you, even if you sign that, I believe you still have to have a backup plan for him as well because as much as I love Makai Becton, and I think he's great, I think he can be a dominant tackle. I think he's going to come back this year and absolutely destroy fools. But there's no way that if you're Joe Douglas, you can look at the situation and go, hey, I can just trust Makai Becton to be my starting left or right tackle and not really have a plan you know, behind him. You have to. He hasn't been healthy in two years. He hasn't been. So the New York Jets are definitely going to have a big question. You know, will they sign Makai Becton? Will they sign his fifth-year option? It's a huge question for the New York Jets this coming off season. They got until May. They got to figure it out. Boy, oh, boy. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. I can go on forever. I'm telling you, I can go on forever about the Jets. I love it. Salute to all the savages in the chat. All right, we'll get to you all in a second. I got to get to these lines because they are hot. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, as well, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Also, make sure there's no background noise All right, when you call in, too. I don't want to be hearing no crazy stuff. And there's no cursing on my show, okay, no cursing, because I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Michael LaFleur out of here. Get out of here. Well, that was fast. I mean, he did land with the Rams. We got him out of here fast. Went to explore other opportunities, so they say. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First call I'm going to is my guy, Jason. Jason, we're coming directly to you. Jason, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Jason, for those of you that don't know as well, that man, Jason, oh, he's a savage. <laughs> Salutes to you, Jason. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, Jason, there's a lot of talk. Joe Douglas sat down with the media today, discussed quite a bit of things that was going on with the New York Jets. What are your thoughts about all the great words that he had to say about Derek Carr, man? Um, well, first, first, first thing first, I want to say that um, thank you for having me. But, um, man, Joe Douglas, man, he's playing these cards um, to his hand, dude. He's, he's making – 
Of course he's going to say that, man. He's going to say that to any QB, man. He hinted on Rodgers um, later on. And then, um, but you know what? He's doing a good job, you know? He's making sure that no one knows what the Jets are doing. And for a GM, that's perfect. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. Even we don't even know what's going to happen. And where are you actually playing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, again, I, I think that they've had great discussions there and a great meeting. But like you said as well, he's keeping some things close to the vest. Speaking of think, keeping things close to the vest, man, Aaron Rodgers, coming out that darkness retreat, right, we all thought that we would get some type of answer at this point. A lot of people saying, hey, the day after he comes out of the retreat, we're going to get something. He still has not said anything to the Packers at all about his future. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that that's an indication that he's done with the Packers and he's ready to move on? Um, no. Um, again, he just got through his thing, and um, and it's not this – is, this is normal. I saw this point. We were never going to know really? by the time um, – even when, when even when we got out, we shouldn't have expected it, dude, this. And not only that, people are saying that Carl is going to sign before Rodgers. I don't even think that's if – Carl, if Carl is smart, and I know he is, he's going to wait until Rodgers falls because when he falls, his money goes up. So he's going to wait until Rodgers goes. So we have all the time – Rodgers is going to be the first ship to fall, mark my words. Okay. Well, how about this, though? Because you, you just said this was normal, and I hear what you're saying about Carr, but why would Carr wait? What if, what if Carr, right, what if, what if Aaron Rodgers is targeted to go to a team that Carr values the most? Let's say if Carr is looking at this situation and he feels like Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Panthers and he, he values the Panthers, why wouldn't Carr want to make sure that he signs and gets to a team that is going to value him? Why wouldn't Carr want to be a guy – that wants to go to a team that he values before Aaron Rodgers is able to get snatched up. Wouldn't that work for Carr a bit more? Um, I wouldn't see if Carr is going to, like, the Panthers or someone like that. I Rodgers ain't going there. I think hmm. Carr knows at which team that he's probably going. If, he, if Carr wants to go to the Jets, then I would be worried 100%. But that's if – that's – but that's a whole different situation to talk. If if it's a team like he's going, he wants to go to either the Saints or the Panthers. Watchers ain't going mm-hmm. there. So when if Watchers goes, then there's the last QB to go around, which increases mm-hmm. money because people will want him more. Yeah, but when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, one of the things you said earlier as well is you felt it was normal. I mean, how long are are we supposed to wait for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision or let us know? how he feels. Because at this point, if you keep playing these games, right, you went into this darkness retreat for however long, right? It started after you initially told us it was supposed to start, you know, a couple of days. And now you still haven't said anything. You haven't even told the Packers general manager. I mean, if you're Joe Douglas and you're looking at this situation, why wouldn't you just sign Derek Carr at this point, you know, and say, look, I'm done with the games. I'm done playing. I'll just bring in Derek Carr because I know for a fact he wants to play football. I know for a fact that this is a team, that, uh, you know, the New York Jets are a team that he's interested in. He wants to play here. He's interviewed with us well. It went fantastic. We believe he's a fit. Why wouldn't you just go with Derek Carr at this point instead of messing around with Aaron Rodgers and waiting for all this drama to play out with him? Well, I'll give you a simple explanation. They don't believe in him. Or as they would assign him. Go look at the interview where 
the quote-unquote Jets told him he could be a Hall of Fame on this team. If that was the case, then something would have gone done. So either that, so either that take was false, or someone's lying. And so, in my opinion, I think the Jets are looking for watches or, or nothing. I think they a hundred percent, unless he retires. Mm. I think they are all in on Rodgers, and they're waiting to wait, to wait as long as it takes. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's there's a lot of reports in that they are all in on Rodgers, but I'll tell you what. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is still not talking to the Packers general manager and he still has said nothing to them, starting to, you know, make me a little nervous. I will say that much. And I'm starting to feel like if he wants to play this type of game where he's going to wait, you know, however much longer, because Derek Carr is continuing to meet with teams. You know, again, he's meeting with the Saints again today. He talks about he's going to meet with the Panthers and if there's other teams that are lined up to talk to him, man, we don't have all these games because let's say he takes all this time and decides to stay with the Packers or he takes all this time and decides to retire. We're going to be up a creek because then the floor is going to be all Derek cars, all. And that price to sign him will go up for a fact. That's how it works. And there are going to be teams that will buy for his services. So I'm a little bit worried at this point, you know, because, again, Aaron Rodgers is still not talked to the Packers general manager to let them know. Now, another question I have for you, Jason, you look at the situation. Joe Douglas talked about the New York Jets cap situation and that have, how they have. Well, I wanted to say to you um, that um, you, something you said to me that um, was interesting. You asked, like, uh, how was the Saints able to do what they do, even though they're negative, um, they're like negative 50 every year, and yet they're somehow able to come back. They they do a strategy that they take money that they have for the future and mm-hmm. sell it for today. They're taking mm-hmm. future money and selling it, and just, they keep taking future money. And if we could do that, if we could do what they do, this, we can have as much challenge as we want. I don't, I believe in this team. We have so many um, cap space. Cap space means nothing, in my opinion, in, in this day and age. You could do so much. If we we can legally go sign anyone we want, if we truly wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some limits. I will say that there's some limits, but definitely there's ways that you can manipulate the cap. And like you said as well, and I talked about it, the Saints do it every single year where they set themselves up in a situation where they're able to restructure guys, push money a little bit further down, down in the future, and they find themselves in great situations to continue to acquire talent and continue to compete on a yearly basis in this league. Now, one of the things I think that's going to be integral to the New York Jets and competing is the offensive line and fixing it. There's a lot of discussion about Makai Becton and his fifth-year option. To this point, what are your thoughts about Makai Becton and, you know, his state? There's a lot of people, again, I talked about it, him being in shape. Do you believe that Makai Becton will come back and have a bounce-back year this upcoming year? And do you believe that the New York Jets should sign his fifth-year option? Well, first I want to um, want to talk to you. I uh, want to mention the what you said about um, last year. We all heard about reports that um, Michael Floyd and the, off- and the offense was um, all the coaches were not happy with him because he was, the report was he was um, overweight and all that. And there might be some truth mm-hmm. to that. Um, he was he got in, you know, he had to slowly get put in, and he got injured. 
Now, we can speculate uh, on the injury. You know, the injury could be not related to if he was in shape or not, or it could be. You know, all, all we can do is speculate. We're not there. We can't say it. But there, there, there might be some truth to that. And I want to see him, if he can be healthy, I, I'm expecting the Jets not to pick up his fifth-year option just because they, it, it's risky to pick that up because we don't know if he's going to be able to play because the last mm. two years he hasn't been able to even barely even play a game. So it, it's hard to sign him. He's a great player when he's on the field, but he barely ought to be on the field. That's the only problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have to agree with you there. You know, you look at the situation, man, it's tough. And, again, I love Mekhi Beckton. I think he's amazing. But he's got to show you that he can remain healthy before, you know, I, before you even really think about that, that fifth-year option. And that's why I don't believe that the New York Jets will pick it up. There's a lot of rumors swirling that they won't either. But we'll see what Joe Douglas and them do. Uh, but, man, it's a lot of questions surrounding Mekhi Beckton right now in his situation. And as you continue to talk about the offensive line, man, what are your thoughts on, on Joe Douglas's comments on Dwayne Brown talking about discussing the future with him? Do you think that he's a guy that could be in the Jets' plans to continue to play here and possibly start a tackle? Um, I believe that he's in the future plans, and we hope that he can come back and play for us. Um, he could be a he could be just like what happened this year. He could be the backup to Makai, and if Makai goes down, he could be possibly be his um, replacement for that. But this offensive line, we get, there's a lot of work to be done. Our center, we don't mm-hmm. have a center. Um, that yeah. I saw a center on this team anymore. Off, but um, McGovern's out, and it doesn't sound like yep. they want to bring him back. So we gotta fix that, and then we gotta fix the other tackle. So those, and only that, the left, the left guard with Thomason, he wasn't that good. Hopefully, maybe he could turn around this season. But we got so much to fix in this offensive line. It's, it's, going to be a, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this offseason about that offensive line. Yeah, it is. And then my final question for you, because you brought it up, this other tackle position. When you look at the situation of the Jets' offensive line, we're talking about Makai Beckton. Do you think Makai Beckton will end up back at left tackle? Or are you thinking that the New York Jets will look to draft the left tackle in this upcoming draft if they were to keep their capital and keep Makai Beckton at right tackle? What do you think happens with him? Well, in my honest opinion, I think that um, we'll probably – they're going to probably put him on left tackle because um, Brown's left tackle. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah, he's a left tackle for sure. So they're going to they're gonna move him to left tackle and have Brown be his backup. So for the right tackle, we're going to probably draft somebody. I'm expecting a – if we don't trade for Rodgers and – or if that trade doesn't include the first-round pick, I'm expecting a first-round pick to actually be a center and our second-round pick to wow. be a tackle. Okay. So expect us okay. to trade uh, – expect us to get them through the draft. Okay. Why why are you taking a why are you taking a center in the first round instead of a tackle? Because there's a lot of guys out there, you know, already. Paris Johnson, Watts, Ron Skorowski, all these guys that are out there. There's a lot of run of tackles. Why why would you prefer the New York Jets to take a center in the first instead of a tackle with all these guys out there? Because there's a lot of depth in tackle and there isn't a lot for center. Okay. All right. 
Listen, Jason, this has been a fire call for you. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. You too as well. Shut up, everyone. All right, peace out. Listen, he's calling in. He has some takes. I don't know about taking a center in the first. Let me tell you something. There are some tackles out there that I think the New York Jets will be uh, happy with. Again, Peter Skronsky, Northwestern, I like him. Paris Johnson, I've been talking about him from Ohio. I think he's a guy that can end up with the New York Jets as well. There's going to be a run and tackle. Uh, there's a kid, uh, Jones from Georgia, Broderick Jones, I believe, from Georgia. There's some talking, man, some guys that can come in here and do some things. We're going to continue to discuss that again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Uh, salutes to the savages in the chat. Lauren Shorty says, what are we doing with the 13th pick? That's an extremely interesting question. As of right now, I'm thinking that the New York Jets are absolutely going to address the offensive line, possibly the first three rounds. I could see the Jets taking offensive line. I could, especially that tackle position. You know, I just talked about it. Paris Johnson, I think, is a guy that the New York Jets should target. You know, Peter uh, Skowarski as well. I think he's a guy that could be a target for the, net, for the Jets. Jalen Duncan from Maryland. There's a lot of guys that are out there that I can see the New York Jets going after, uh, you know, with that 13th pick. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot to discuss, but the New York Jets are absolutely going to address their offensive line, you know, with their first rounder, if they still have it, if they still have it. There's a chance we can end up trading for Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639, is number. Call in. We're taking all calls. Next. Going to my guy, Steve. Steve, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, man, there's a lot to discuss. Joe Douglas meeting with the media today, talking quite a bit. Talks about the Jets' quarterback position. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on the fact that Aaron Rodgers still has yet to talk to anyone, especially uh, the Packers, about his future in the NFL, man? I mean, where does that put you with him? Do you think that the Jets should just move off of him at this point? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight, man. Always great to talk to you, talk to you about this team, you know, talk about, like, what's going to happen in the next couple of months with this team. But you know something, Joe? Let me tell you something. It's a, it's an exciting time now because now we're get, we're about to get into the brand-new year. The Combine is here. The, the free agency is mm-hmm. coming up in a couple of weeks. The draft is about almost a month, a month and a half. But yeah, we're excited. It's it's exciting now, like for the off season. But you know something, Joe? I mean, listen. I don't know what's gonna happen with Aaron Rodgers. You know, listen. I mean, listen. I I said this to you before on your show that that I think that um that I think if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, you know, Derek Carr is definitely the second option, and you know. And the best part is, even if we keep, if we end up signing Derek Carr and not trading for Aaron Rodgers, we still keep that first round pick, the thirteenth uh, overall pick. And I'm with you, Joe. We we it, it, when and we'll talk, even talk about this more. So I I do believe that the Jets have to get somebody on the offensive line at the thirteenth pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I believe that as well. And that's again, if they have the thirteenth pick. But my question though is, Steve is. Listen, we're sitting through a lot of things with Aaron Rodgers right now, right? We have this darkness retreat, and he was supposed to figure out what he was going to do then, and 
goes into the darkness retreat a couple days, and it was later than what he said, and then he comes out the darkness retreat now. He still hasn't told anyone what he wants to do with his future here in the NFL. All the while, you got Derek Carr meeting with all these teams. He's having another visit with us. He's having another visit with the Saints. He's a, a, supposedly, according to rumors, having visits with the Carolina Panthers. That's a new team. According to other reports as well, there's other teams as well. He's in Indy during the combine shopping himself, talking to all kind of general managers and owners. So now we have all these other teams as well getting into the mix, vying for, David, or vying for Derek Carr, excuse me, while we're sitting here waiting for Aaron Rodgers to figure out or tell us anything you know, that he's figured out himself. Wouldn't it be smarter for the New York Jets to just target Derek Carr more right now and get that deal done if he's willing to sign than to keep chasing Aaron Rodgers to continue to wait for Aaron Rodgers at this point? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, listen, Joe, you definitely made a good point there because I, I think personally if Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to just, like, be in this darkness and let's say if this continuously goes on into free agency, then honestly, Joe, I think what we need to do is the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and go sign Derek Carr. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, if he's willing – go ahead, go ahead, Steve. No, but then – but then here was the thing, though. Like, a couple of my friends, because we were actually talking about this. Um, my friend, I think you, you, you spoke to him about it. You, you, he's spoken to you before. My friend Alex, who's a Jets fan. And then I have another mm-hmm. friend. I mean, he's not really a football fan, but he's technically a Dolphins fan. And they were talking to me about, like, the whole thing with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. And they both told me that they think that signing Derek Carr or getting Aaron Rodgers in a trade would be a mistake. And I said, well, why do you guys think that? And then they told me, well, listen, Steve, I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers to come to the New York Jets because Aaron Rodgers would create drama in a locker room. Like, look at what he did last year with Green Bay, one of my friends told me. And then the other one told me that, well, Steve, no offense, Aaron Rodgers has passed his prime. I don't think he doesn't have it anymore. And and, and then they were even talking to me about the thing with Derek Carr. And, And the thing is, like, one of my friends says that, that even though, yes, Derek Carr is a four-time pro bowler, he feels that Derek Carr is the type of a quarterback that can never get the job done in big situation games. And, I mean, I told him, hey, listen, they, I mean, listen, they both do agree that Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are better quarterback options than Zach Wilson is right now. But, and, yes, as one of the guys, one of my friends did mention about the things that um, – that, yes, Zach Wilson can learn under one of those two and then maybe get an idea if you guys keep Zach Wilson for the future. But, heck, one of my friends even said to me, hey, listen, Steve, I wouldn't mind having Zach Wilson start again for a third straight year so he could learn under a new <laughs> offensive system. But they told, but I told well, him, hey, listen, at the end of the day, God, I even told my friends at the end of the day, we need a veteran quarterback. That's what we need to, do, we need to get. Yeah, listen, you sound like the most stable – uh, football-wise, mentally, of all your friends. <laughs> Listen, Zach Wilson, and I'm a Zach Wilson guy. He sucked this year. And I understand, you know, look, he needs time. And we all understand that. We all know that. You look at the mechanics, you look at everything else. I don't believe that he'll be ready. I think it's going to take a lot of work uh, for him to be ready to be a starter in the NFL. And I think that that's why the New York Jets publicly, privately, and publicly – have talked about, uh, you know, going after a quarterback. 
If, if it was anything other than that, they would not be coming out literally saying, we are going to be looking for a quarterback this offseason. We, we are targeting veteran quarterbacks. And we're gonna, they would have never have done that publicly if they believed, hey, Zach Wilson's going to be ready to be a starter. He's not. And so I, I think with that put aside and put, to the, put, put way to the side, okay, when you look at this situation here and you talked about Carr, I think there's a lot of people saying a lot of things about Carr, penning narratives about him that I do not believe are true, okay, talking about he can't get it done and all these things. That's not true. This guy competed. This guy took the Raiders to the playoffs twice, okay? Were the Raiders truly set up for success, I think, is the better question. Everybody keeps saying, well, Derek Carr can't get it done in big games. Well, what big games exactly has he been in, right? And, play, and when you look at football, football is not just about the quarterback. If you look at Derek Carr, he did it. Four 4,000-yard seasons. Four 4,000-yard seasons, three Pro Bowls, okay? He's getting it done. When you look at outside of this year, right, with Devontae Adams, with Devontae Adams was still somewhere around his average. I think he was, uh, you know, he was still getting it done with Carr, but he only had Waller for eight games. But no one talks about the Raiders' defense. No one talks about that ever when they talk about Carr. No one talks, wants to talk about how bad that defense has been since he's been there. No one wants to talk about McDaniels and his coaching and how tough the offense is to learn and how, much, how tedious they say that it is. We talk about this on a weekly basis. I feel like there's a lot of narratives about Derek Carr that have been, that have been spun that I just don't believe. And I believe that he's a quality quarterback, that if he can go somewhere that isn't dysfunctional, that isn't set up you know, in a situation where he is put in bad spots, that he will be able to succeed. And not only that, a lot of the stuff talking about him playing in cold weather games, he, he's in Denver he plays in Denver. He plays against Denver all the time late in seasons, and we saw him go in there in various years and get it done. And it's freezing there, so I just these, yeah. these narratives has got to stop. But I tell you what, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys needs to be on this football team. One of them do, and I understand that even Joe Douglas himself talked about free agency, or you know, versus a trade being a factor. And I'm thinking again, if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing around or if the Packers ask too much, the, the price tag is too high for Aaron Rodgers, I believe the New York Jets will move on and they'll end up signing Carr. But I just don't want the Jets to wait too long yeah. for Aaron Rodgers to get strung out, especially with Carr looking at the situation, you know, continuing to shop himself. But another thing yeah. as well I want to discuss but- with you, Steve, is the Jets' offensive line. Now let me tell you something. Mekhi Becton, surround, a lot of questions surrounding him, man. Do you believe that the New York Jets will pick up his fifth-year option in May? You know, here is the thing. It, it, it really, 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 really depends on, like, how Beckton looks going into the season coming up. I really, really, really need to see that. As of right now, I can't really say yes or no on picking up the fifth-year option just yet on him. I mean, we just got to see what happens. But, why can't but, you? And, you know, listen. So, why can't you? What, and you know, what, what, no, hold, on, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Steve. Why can't you? As of right now, he hasn't played football in two years, right? You have a stellar rookie season. He missed some games there too. You see the tar- you see the talent. You see what's there. When he's healthy, he's on an All Pro level. He hasn't played in two years. Let me put you in this situation. If you're the Jets general manager, I'm going to make you Joe Douglas. Looking at Makai Beckton, his body of work, what he's done, some of the questions about him. It's May. You have to decide whether you want to sign him or not right now. Are you signing that fifth year option? Are you giving him that thirteen point five million? 
$1,000 fifth-year option to keep him here past 2024. Are yes. you doing it? Yes, I, yes, I am. And the reason, and okay, the reason why? why I am is, and Joe, the reason why I am is, is because I think Beckton deserves a chance. Because the thing is, everybody all calls him lazy, that he's not good enough. I mean, and the thing is, listen, he did, obviously, you know, like we saw what happened to him his second season when he got hurt the first game of the year against Carolina, couldn't come back after that injury. Then obviously what happened last year during training camp, I remember it was after the green and white practice a couple of days after that event when he ended up injuring his kneecap and it was out for the rest of the year. And obviously, because he wasn't in the shape as he was. But let me tell you something. He's worked very, very hard to get back into, like, his, in, in his shape that he needs to get. And I think Makai can definitely show that promise that he showed during his rookie season that he can bring into his fourth season. The main thing is we just have to make sure he's healthy. But I would give him the fifth-year option. Now, the other thing, okay. Joe, I wanted to talk to you about was, was the Go thing ahead. with Joe Douglas. Let me tell you something, Joe. After all the years when we've had the bad general managers, you know, when we ha- after from having John Isaac and uh, Mike and Mike McCagden. I mean, listen, Mike Tannenbaum was was a good, decent GM, but then you know we went through the two bad years with Isaac and the many bad years with McCagden. Joe Douglas is a general manager that I trust very, 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 very much. Like. He knows where the cap situation is with the team. He knows, he knows like, what, what has to be good for the team. And, you know, obviously, yes, he is addressing the quarterback situation and, hope, and the thing with Quinn and Williams. And I think he'll get all, all, of, all of this done, like, like before when the draft happens. Because the thing is, that is the goal. We've got to get this, all of this done before the draft does happen. Because I don't want to be in a situation where – we still don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position, and then we go into the draft and finding out that oh, we still don't know what our quarterback position is. The thing is, yeah. we got to make sure that we get it all done. And Joe Douglas is the guy who I do trust in getting this done. Like I do have faith in Joe Douglas of what he's done because he's done a lot of great things for us in the past. So obviously, yeah. we're going to see what happens, Joe. Yeah, we are. Now, before I let you go, Steve, you, you bring in some heat, man. You look at the situation. Joe Douglas also spoke on how the cap situation is for the New York Jets. And we have a lot of cap you know, money in future years because we don't have much there. When you hear him talk about that, do you expect the New York Jets to possibly make maybe multiple splash moves in free agency this season to help better the roster outside of just grabbing a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you mentioned about a good point about – how DeAndre Hopkins is going to be available, and you were talking about, like, uh, a few other certain players that we could definitely make this football team better. You, you know, Joe, I think I – because think, here's the thing. There are definitely going to be some players that are going to get cut no matter what happens. Like, we already mm-hmm. know that there's going to be some players that are going to get released. Some, of the, some players are going to get let go. And one thing that can happen is we can save that money and use it, to, and use it on, on, on a future player. So, like I said, Joe, I have all the trust in Joe Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Steve, this was a phenomenal call from you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, all right? Thank you, Joe. Good night. All right. Listen, Steve calling in with some takes, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. All right, please be patient. We'll get to everyone. Please give the stream a thumbs up. 
<laughs> also, share the stream as well with your friends and your family across your social media. Subscribe if you have not subscribed and hit that notification bell. So when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Salutes to the savages in the chat. Jack Kenna, salutes to him. He says, LBJ speaking facts on how bad the Raiders' defense is. And this is from a Raiders fan. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that paint this narrative about Carr like he was just holding the Raiders back, and he was killing them. Well, last time I checked, all right, Derek Carr is not a pass rusher, all right? He's also not a corner or a safety. He doesn't play a linebacker. That Raiders defense is trash, okay? I'm telling you, it's been bad. There's been a lot of issues. They would routinely blow, like, 14, 21-14-point leads, routinely, okay? A lot of people don't like to talk about that. You know how you get up by 14 to 21 scoring touchdowns? You know how you do that? Your quarterback is playing well. All right. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. All right. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Val. I think this is Val. Val Salusa, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Hold on a second. Before I, before I let go. him talk, I got to let y'all know. That boy, Val, oh, he's a savage. <laughs> Val, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Look, Val, we're talking tonight, man. Joe Douglas Let's talking talk. press at the con- uh, having a press conference at the Combine, right? We're talking Jets offensive line. One of the things that's come out is that Aaron Rodgers still not talked to the Packers about his future. He has not said anything. What are your thoughts about this, man? Are you starting to get a little nervous? I'm starting to think that the Jets are just move on from Aaron Rodgers and focus solely – on Derek Carr at this point. That's what I'm thinking. What this, say you? Is, this, this is what I've been saying. I said <laughs> two words to you. Red flags. That's what I'm saying, man. I've been saying it, man. All right. You committed to all that money last year, yeah. and now you're sitting here, well, you know, I'm going to go to the darkness, you know. I don't know if I'm going to really play, you know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think they're a good team. But I just, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, he just can't make up his decision. So that's what I'm saying. What is going to happen if we sign this guy to a whole bunch of money and then he's not fully committed and then say we make it to the playoffs and then we get um probably knocked out in the first round, hoping that doesn't happen at all. But I'm just saying if it did, and then, you know, the New York media is going to probably be on him and everything. And then, you know, then he goes back into his shell in the off season, and then he doesn't know what he wants to do. Because remember, this is the third time in a row he's been contemplating retirement. He's been talking about retirement even more than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady mm-hmm. really didn't want to walk away. But it's because of his age and, you know, family issues and stuff. That's why he kind of walked mm-hmm. away. But this is what I'm saying, man. Like, I, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers like that. That's why I had Lamar Jackson number one and Derek Carr number two and Aaron Rodgers number three. And we can't get none of those two. No. Yeah, listen, and I hear you. I hear you. Again, I'm a guy, I'm not going to lie, I still want to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey, but I'm just, man, I'm starting to get a little nervous here. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? My knees are trembling, okay? Because uh, this whole game is getting a little annoying. You know, and as the time continues on, we're seeing Derek Carr talk to various other teams, meeting with the Saints again, yep. which, you know, who knows what can happen over there. 
Now he's talking to the Carolina Panthers. Who knows? It, it could be the, the Bucks tomorrow. It could be the Niners next week. It, now you're starting, to, you're starting to garner more and more thoughts. It's like, uh, come on, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers, let's, let's see what's going on here. Can you talk to us? And the fact that he hasn't even talked to the Packers general manager makes me a little exactly. bit nervous. But the flip, the flip side of that, though, Val, I want to get your thoughts on this. There's a lot of people saying, well, yeah, he hasn't talked to the Packers general manager, but maybe that's because he's pro- in his mind he's probably definitely going to be out of there. He's not even worried about the Packers at this point. He wants to be gone. Do you think him not speaking to them about his future is kind of him starting to nudge them to, hey, let's make this move. Let me up out of here. Do you think that that's what it is? And this is my problem with that, Joe. He made a commitment last year to this team, right? He, they gave him the most money. They got rid of Devontae Adams and everything like that. They made sure he was paid. He gave them a commitment. And then look what he's doing with that team right now. Isn't that a red flag to you, Joe? I, I hear you. I hear you. But maybe he That's just, a red flag. Again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. You make a commitment, and then you wake up and say, I'm up out of here. I understand that coupled with and the retirement they're, they're discussions. Hostage. Okay. Exactly. Right. Enough, they want to go with Jordan Love. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is this is my problem with Aaron Rodgers. I know everybody loves Aaron Rodgers. I just wish that Aaron Rodgers was 35 to 30 years old. Then I would be totally on board with it. But it's just that mm-hmm. he's – for me, I just feel like he's not 100% into football. That's how I feel. Mm. I just feel like okay. he's not really in, into it most, um, mentally. But he still has the physical game, but he's just not into it mentally. Tom Brady, he mm. was into it mentally. Like, you know, he even possibly gave up his family for it. You know what I'm saying? But mm. you could tell this guy, he's not really 100% into it. Derek Carr, he's hungry. He's hungry. He wants mm. to play still. And you could tell he's going to be committed because he has a lot to prove. He came from the old pro and everything like that. So that's, why, that's a guy that I want to aim for. Or possibly Lamar Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what I got to say about that. No, I hear you. I hear you. Now to continue to discuss this jet situation and this roster, man, you also heard Joe Douglas talk about how much money, you know, they have available for them, you know, in their cash situation in the future because they don't have money tied up in prorated contracts. Right. So there's a lot of money mm-hmm. in these in these future years that they could utilize to, you know, make things happen. And, you know, Joe Douglas quoted, he said, hey, we have great, flexibility to create very large amounts of cap space if necessary. Do you think that opens the door to the New York Jets possibly making some other splash moves outside of just acquiring a quarterback in this upcoming free agency to continue to better this football team? Listen, man, the more weapons we get, the more possibilities. And at first, all right, if we, we got all that cap and money, we have to take care of home first. We got to get Quentin Williams that contract. I definitely want to get yeah, that yeah. reinsured, and, you know, we got to take care of what we, we got now. And, then you know, we got to figure out what we're going to do with the linebacker situation, Quan Alexander, or we're going to bring back Quincy. So we definitely mm-hmm. got to do that before we can make those big splashes. But, you know, the the cap – I mean, you know, free agency is going to be first. So, you know, we got to see what we're going to do with that as, as, as well. But let's, let's bring up the most important position first is the offensive line. We got to address that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, we definitely got to yeah. use that money for that. So before we get any other yeah. weapons, we got to address that offensive line. 
because, you know, we are not in a good – we're not in an easy division at all. We're in a very tough division that have very good D-line. So, yeah, definitely address our offensive line for sure. Yeah, and when you're talking about the offensive line, I've been putting people's feet to the fire tonight. Makai Beckton, there's a lot of questions surrounding him. We all know a lot of questions, especially with two years, you know, with that knee injury. Now he's coming, you know, back off that fractured uh, kneecap, which he sat all last year. Uh, you know, on IR, was supposed to come back, didn't come back. There was a lot of discussion surrounding that. You look at him now, he's posting a lot of pictures, and, you know, clearly his guy's in shape. He's in the gym. He's working out. The Jets have a big, big decision to make on him coming up in May. That that fifth-year option, that $13.5 million is nothing to laugh at, right? Val, if you're the Jets general manager, if you're Joe Douglas, all right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to make you Joe Douglas, you know? You're Joe Douglas. It's May. It's time to make a decision on that fifth-year option. It's sitting right in front of you, all right? The paper that says yes or no on Makai Beckton's fifth-year option is sitting right in front of you. Are you circling yes? Are you circling no? And tell me why. Oh, man, this could go any other way, man. Um... Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I, listen, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be scared. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna pick an answer. I'm gonna pick an answer. I might have to. I might have to lean to to probably give. Wait, it's gonna be thirteen million. It's thirteen point five million, and it will keep him here past oh, two thousand twenty four. It'll keep him here past wow. two thousand twenty four. Okay. Oh man. Uh, dang. That that's tough. Uh. I'll I'll give him a shot. I'll give him that fifth year deal. I'll give him. Okay. I'll I'll definitely. Yeah. Why? I mean, listen. Why? Because of the production, man. Like what I seen from that rookie season, and a little bit of the you know his um, his second year uh, before he got injured. I mean, you got to put it into play as well too. But if please listen, if everybody disagree with me, I understand. But man, this Mm -hmm. man is. If, if everything aligns together and this man really plays out and balls out because he's in shape now, he could possibly even change his position to tight end the way he's losing weight right now. But, hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, hey man, <laughs> and he's quick on the feet too. Remember remember that, that combine? And now he was a lot bigger yeah. then, so can you imagine now? Yeah. So, but, hey, yeah. all jokes aside, but, yeah, man, if the, the production is there, man, he's going to really be a force to be re- reckoned with. So, but you know, I, listen. I'm gonna give him that fifth year option, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run with it. Yeah, I mean, I bounce back and forth, but I can see both sides of the coin. Uh, like you said as well, I can see, I both can sides see us picking well, up. Yeah, I can see us picking up that fifth year option because, like you said, the the flash that rookie year, man. Mm-hmm. What do they call him? Highway seventy seven. Right, he was just destroying people, and he wasn't just destroying a bunch of cans, a bunch of nobodies. Right, he wasn't beat up on a no. bunch of tomato cans. No, that first year he was facing some of the top pass rushers in the league, from Bosa to Chubb to all those guys, and he was stuffing those guys. He was getting physical with them. He was slamming people, he was pancaking people, he was doing it all. And then the injury, that knee injury, and we thought, okay, he'll come back. And then the knee injury, you know, the, the, the fractured kneecap, and then he did play this season, and then it was the weight concern, and the work ethic concerns, and then it was the position mm-hmm. change to right tackle, you know. But, again, like you said as well, you look at that rookie year, if he's fully healthy and he's committed, clearly, he's talked about it, you know, and you've seen it, he's in the gym, 
and he's hearing all the hate and the naysayers, you give this guy a fifth-year option, he comes out and dominates, and then you can keep him 2024, you know, 13.5. And, again, maybe we move him back to right tackle, and I want to discuss that with you as well, or left tackle, excuse me, and I want to discuss that with you as well. You look at that situation, you might have a dominant, you know, possibly all pro, you know, type left tackle for 13.5. That is nothing. <laughs> that is nothing, really. That's what I'm guys. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, top tackles in the league get paid a lot of money. But there's a lot of ifs with him because of the injury history. And that's where I see the other side is like, hey, this guy wasn't in shape. Big knee injury. He's already a big guy. You just talked about it as well. He's been big since mm-hmm. we drafted him. That was one of the knocks on him when we drafted him. Like, this guy's way too big. Exactly. A lot of people said he was way too big to ever be good in the league. They figured, oh, he's just a big guy that's throwing people around in college. He's not going to be able to do that in the league. He's had weight concerns. Since sure then. There's a lot of other concerns <laughs> as well. So, I see both sides of the coin there, Val. I'm putting people's feet to the fire. I'm trying <laughs> Uh, but I see. I see. I see. You have me guessing a little bit. You have me a little bit sweaty, man. It's winter time in New York. It's cold, man. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I, I respect it, man. Listen. You got to come with the heat, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so do it a little at... too hot because you know it's block salt. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at this situation, when you look at this situation, right? You talked about. Uh, we just talked about Makai Beckton. At this point, mm-hmm. right, say he comes back healthy, do you think the Jets should move forward with him at left tackle and look to solidify the right tackle position? Or are you thinking that he stays at right tackle and the Jets will be looking to solidify the left tackle position, whether it be via free agency or the draft? What do you think the Jets are going to do there? This is why I want that draft pick. This is exactly why I still want that third, 13th overall draft pick. If we could keep that pick, man, we could definitely do some wonders for sure if everything aligns together and we could get a left tackle or a right tackle. But to answer your question, mm-hmm. I will put him at right tackle or, you know, left tackle because, he, remember, he has to earn his spot back, you know. So he has okay. he has a lot to work on. So, you know, that's basically so up be to the coaches. for that spot in your – I don't mean to cut you off, but he's still going to be competing oh, for that man. left tackle spot. Okay, in your mind, okay, I believe go ahead, so. Continue. I'm sorry. I believe so. Listen, you gotta you gotta prove yourself again. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand mm-hmm. it's been you know you had the injury bug, but time has passed. You know, NFL sometimes is not for for long, so you gotta really ball out. This is his year, so I see he's really focused. He's putting the work. He's taking pictures. You know what I'm saying? He lost the mm-hmm. weight, and now it's time to really get. You got to show that you got to prove that you're that starting, um, starting caliber um left tackle again, so you can get your position mm-hmm. back. So if he could do that and dominate, I would definitely give him back his position, you know. So, but yeah, he has to. Um, I feel like he has to earn it back. As okay. Okay. What are your thoughts <laughs> about Dwayne Brown, man? Uh, Joe Douglas had a lot of really good things to say about Dwayne Brown. Do you think that he's a guy that could be in the Jets' future plans as possibly a starting left tackle or a backup? I mean, where do you see him right now? Wait, Dwayne Brown, that's the one that um that came from the um Seahawks, right? The Seahawks. Yeah, that we signed him for the agency after uh well we were talking to him before Makai went down, but he definitely came in and him and Fant were were on the line and stuff like that at one point. Uh, I don't know about him, man. We we he was, he was like a little bit. He was <laughs> too many penalties from his side, man. I don't know, man. We we might have to let that person go. I don't know. It's depending on if we still keep this draft pick. It's depending on you know 
how everything goes. If, if we still have the pick and stuff, if we're still going to be there, mm-hmm. then, you know, we, we could hold that up to for a little bit. But um, I will possibly bring them back if we don't have that 13 overall pick. But mm-hmm. to be honest, man, we, we might have to move on from him because it was too many penalties coming from his way. And the blocking, it, it start. I can't really blame all of it on him, but you know, it was just, it, it was, it was kind of inconsistent. It wasn't consistent. I'll put it mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. For sure. So my final question before I let you go, Val, there's been a lot of discussion as well about the center position, Connor McGovern, free agent. What do you think the Jets should do there? Do you think they should re-sign McGovern, maybe bring it back for a couple of years, or do you want to see them, you know, maybe draft another starting center? Or maybe is there a free agent center that you would like to take a look at? Man, just like he, how you were saying, McGovern is trash, man. <laughs> he might have to go, man. He might have to go. Yeah. That's another person that has to go as well, too. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard mm-hmm. because of contract issues, we have to probably keep him because, you know, cutting him would hurt us a little bit on the cap. So we probably have to mm-hmm. keep him and stuff. But if there's an option well, he's to a free agent him, this year. And, Oh, he's a free agent? He's a free agent. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's, he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, he could definitely walk. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like he wasn't really um a, a, another person that wasn't too consistent and stuff. He wasn't horrible, but mm-hmm. he's just not up to the standard that we need to, to move on to that next position. I mean, to get to make that next step to for us to be a, a elite. And real mm-hmm. quick, man, I'm happy that we're finally going to get this national game. Let's not get embarrassed by the Bears, um, by the Browns. So I hope, you know, we can get a quarterback in here. We can get our revenge because that Jaguars game that we had, you know, for that national game, we have to set the mark right. So hopefully we mm-hmm. definitely do our thing, man. So I'm happy about yeah. that. That was a great announcement. Yeah. yeah. Listen, salutes, Val. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? For sure, man. All right, man. Everybody ha- right. hit and like, subscribe to Joe, man. And I'm out of here, so I got to slide. Absolutely. That was good. Val calling in with some fire, man. All right. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking on callers. Next. I'm going to my guy, Ted. Ted, I'm coming directly to you. Ted brings the fire, man. Salute to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, that man, Ted, oh, he's a savage. Ted, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in, man. We're talking tonight, man. A lot of discussion. Jets uh, or Joe Douglas sat down with the media, had a press conference today at the Combine, discussed quite a bit. What are your thoughts, man, on Aaron Rodgers not talking to the Packers organization or anyone else to this point, right? If we're live, maybe he just did two seconds ago. We've been live. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said anything to anyone about his future in the NFL. What are your thoughts about this? Is it making you nervous? with the Jets even considering him as an option at this point, should the Jets just move on? Because at this point, it's after the darkness retreat and all this other stuff, and he still has said nothing. What are your thoughts? Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good evening. Uh, I just got here, by the way, so I really haven't heard um, some of the other callers. But um, is this the Joe Douglas press conference that we couldn't hear the questions? Because, I mean, they have to, first (laughs) of all, fix that situation. Because 
You, they'll yeah. never – will Go they ahead. ever fix these press conferences? I don't care where they're at. You never hear the questions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Yo, Ted, go, but, on. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Speak your mind. Rogers, Joe, Joe, I still think we – they expect – they think they're going to rake us over the coals for Rogers anyway. So I never expected uh-huh. him to come here and eat that contract, give up all these first-rounders supposedly for Rodgers. I don't think he's got. I, I don't think he has much of a market. Mm. He has to go to really? the AFC. Okay. I really don't. I mean, maybe one a one year rental. Who's going to take a chance? Maybe the Titans. I don't know who in the AFC would want to do it. You know, besides well, Titans, us. And I. I mm, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great that you were talking about that because the Titans came out today, and mm. everybody's talking. They said, listen. Y'all gonna have to deal with the fact that Ryan Tannehill is gonna be our quarterback. Like I don't know. Ah. They, I, mean, I mean, they came out. Didn't even know that. It. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with y'all, but Ryan Tannehill is gonna be our quarterback. And they said it. Wow. They said y'all gonna have to deal. Like the, 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 one of the guys on their staff, literally said, "You guys are gonna have to deal with the fact that Ryan Tannehill is gonna be our mm. quarterback." I don't know what is wrong mm. with y'all. <laughs> like outright said. Mm. It, okay, so. Ryan Tannehill clearly is going to be off the market, according to the uh, the Saints, according to the Titans brass. So that, in my wow. mind, would put the Titans out of the way for a quarterback. So I would think when you look at the QB hungry teams in the AFC, it's us. You know, it's the Raiders, maybe a, another spot as well. But I, I mean, there there's some spots, right? And the Raiders, I think right. again, according to reports, they were waiting on Tom Brady. That whole thing, you know, fell off a cliff because Brady's done to this point. I don't think he's right. going to come out of retirement right. again. Right, so you know yeah. there, there could be a market there for Aaron Rodgers. I'm just stunned at the fact that we're still playing this patty cake game. Right, he's still not mm-hmm. saying anything, and it's like, come mm-hmm. on, man, like, <laughs> come on. We waited for the Rodgers retreat. You went on your retreat. Now you came back. It started way after you said it was going to. Now you come back, and now you still haven't said nothing. Nothing to the Packers. Nothing to anyone else. What's going mm-hmm. on here? But. One of the things that I was thinking as well with that situation, Ted, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe he's not talking to the Packers or saying anything? Because at this point, he's already, in his mind, gone. He's already saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, in his mind, he's already thinking, I'm already up out of here. I ain't got to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that that's could true. be a factor and maybe that's why he's not talking to the Packers? With with his personality, you know, you never know what he thinks and um... – you know, he's a bit rogue with everything, but I, I could see him being that way, you know, standoffish mm-hmm. and just saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want me now? Well, you know, I'm going to show you, I'm make, mm-hmm. you know, and not really. Uh, it's so, Joe, it's so frustrating because it, there's so many smoke screens and the Geno Smith mm-hmm. mentioned now and all these other players. Oh. But can I say <laughs> one thing, Joe? Can I say one thing, go Joe? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say something that a lot of people aren't going to like, but if C.J. Stroud slides a little somehow, I would think about trading up for that guy. Wow. Uh, you know, John okay. Elway did – John Elway, Joe, that guy in Ohio State was crazy. He watched the national, mm-hmm. the semifinal game. Mm-hmm. He lit it up. Mm-hmm. That guy, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not a Justin Fields. The guy can throw. Mm-hmm. The guy is mobile. He's a heck of an athlete. I know it's a risk. So is signing Derek Carr for forty million. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we can get a, Maybe we can find a way to trade up for a CJ Stroud if he gets out of the top five somehow, and 
and with a couple, maybe a player here and there and some picks, and then maybe add a Jimmy G or whoever, and then maybe we trade Zach Wilson. I don't know, Joe. It's so it's so tough because you don't want to overpay for these guys. You know, Jimmy G, uh, you know, Mr. Glass, Tannehill's the hurt, the Rodgers is a flake. You know, you can name all the all the issues with all these quarterbacks. And maybe maybe we do the John Elway route and, and start drafting, keep drafting them. It's a tough maybe decision, that, Joe. This is the hardest thing. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I hear that, right? Mm-hmm. It's a tough situation because I think the New York Jets – I, I, again, I know this is speculative, CJ. I don't think he's going to slide. Me personally, I think he's he's definitely going to get taken early. But mm-hmm. I think when you look at that situation, that may be more into play if everything else falls apart. Falls apart, right. right? If Rogers goes somewhere, if Carr goes somewhere, if there just isn't a greater option, I could maybe if he slides down there, I could maybe see the Jets taking him. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be again that you would have to look at the situation with Zach Wilson. That would definitely spell the end of him being here. Which the coaching staff oh, yeah. and the front office has also said, you know, we we know through hell or high water they're going to keep him through hell or high water. But oh. it's, it's that that we'll would see. be a tough situation. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. I said we'll see. Yeah, that, that'll be a tough. You situation. know, we'll see, but Joe. Because you, you never know. I mean, they could say all the right things and and you know and do something different. Okay. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah. You know, especially no, with yeah, Zach Wilson. That, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's an option. And, I mean, Zach Wilson is in a tough situation, man, because uh, let me tell you, oh, the, yeah. the Jets are publicly coming out and talking about that they need to address the quarterback position, which is, you know, it, it's crazy. But, again, they said that they're going to keep him. Joe Douglas talked about him as well, talked about his ceiling and how hard he works at the game. But one of the things mm. that he also brought up today that I thought was very, very interesting and significant that I feel like a lot of people are, are not talking about they're talking about Carr mm-hmm. and Rodgers and all this other stuff. He talked about how there's not much money tied up in prorated contracts against the salary cap, right? And they said that mm-hmm. they could make a lot of room for big contracts. And I thought when I heard that, I said, whoa, maybe this is opening the door to the New York Jets, attacking free agency, making big splash signings outside of just, you know, getting a quarterback making some splash Mm. signings to continue to help the New York Jets get over the hump, make the playoffs and push in the playoffs and possibly win a Super Bowl. What are your thoughts about Mm. that, man? When you hear about Joe Douglas talking about how much cap flexibility they have for the future and how they can create Mm. so much cap space, do you think that that opens the door to them really making some moves in the free agency to continue bettering this football team? I would think so. The first thing I would do is get Quinn in under wraps and get him him his contract. Um, mm-hmm. I think they could be the cap, Joe, in these, this day and age, if there is such a thing as a cap anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we need veterans. We have a young core. We do need some pieces. And some of the guys that maybe haven't worked out as well as we thought, who may not be back. You know, we have to replace mm. these players with maybe really high-end type players, or mm. whether through trade or free agency. Is he yeah. talking about Jalen Ramsey or somebody like that? I've I mean, heard, I mean he's on the market. I don't know. If we, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we would get Jalen. I mean, we got DJ Reed, we mm-hmm. got Sauce, we got Michael Carter. I would think that if mm-hmm. we're going to make a splash move, it's got to be O-line. And it's got to be mm-hmm. somebody, you know, along the offensive line, whether it be a tackle or a center or 
something like that, you know what I'm saying? And even, you know, so, so that, that's kind of my thought process with that. And, again, maybe I'm leaning mm. too much into it, but him being able to, mm-hmm. you know, coming out and saying that, hey, we're gathering, we, we can make these moves, we can make this money. He may just, you know, kind of been hinting at, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we can afford him. <laughs> Everybody's saying we can't afford him. Uh, yeah, we uh, can. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers has also been very open, saying, hey, if I go to another team, I have no issues adjusting my contract, you know, for that football team. He said that as well. But as we're talking about the offensive line, Ted, Becton comes directly to my mind. Big questions, right? You talk about Makai Becton as well being in a great place yes, mentally and physically. Makai Becton, there's a big, big decision to be made on him coming up in May. That fifth-year option is looming. If you're the general manager, I'm making you Joe Douglas right now, it's now May. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision on Makai Becton's fifth-year option. There's a paper in front of you. It says yes, no, and you have to sign. What word are you circling? Yes or no, and where are you and, and are you signing? Probably maybe Joe. <laughs> I, 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 don't be I don't scared, know, Joe. Don't be scared. That, that, don't you be scared now. I won't head. Don't be I won't scared. hedge, Joe. Come on, Ted. Yeah, I won't. Okay, go I ahead. won't hedge it. I got an. I have an opinion, Joe. Okay. Uh, you know, I would strongly consider doing it. Although the last show mm-hmm. I said I wouldn't, but if he's coming in in shape and he, which he looks like he's training hard and he's taking things a lot more seriously, mm-hmm. I would roll the dice with him. I would roll the dice okay. with him. If he looks okay. like why he's, he's because there's such players that have that ability are kind of hard or rare, you know. Mm-hmm. And the issue is the injury, but the the talent, the talented offensive linemen like that are are, are pretty rare mm-hmm. in the NFL. So maybe you got to take yeah. a little bit of a chance on them, you know. Like mm-hmm. like we discussed the last the last show, you know, he may go on to a great another team and be great there, but maybe you take a little bit of a chance on him. And then show faith in him, and then maybe if it pans out, he'd be willing to sign. Mm. His um, play level is high. I mean, he has a rookie; he was phenomenal. I yeah. mean, he was taking yeah. these Joe Bosa's and whatever Bosa brother he had, and you know, he yeah. kind of manhandled him. You know, he they, they he was definitely, you know, coming off blocks, blocking the uh, running game, blocking the getting to the second level. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go look at Brian Baldinger's videos of him as a rookie if you ever see him on YouTube. So, yeah. Phenomenal. He did a breakdown of, uh, yeah. of Mackay. Highway he's just, 77. He's very talented. He's very talented. Hopefully yeah. his injuries don't, you know, keep him from maximizing his ability. He's talent. Yeah. I mean, you're talking so. facts there, Ted. But my final question before I let you go, because you've been bringing mm-hmm. the heat. Chris Dark will come to you in a second. Listen, you look at this Jets tackle position, man. You, of course, we'll see what happens going forward with Makai Beckton, but there are some guys, Dwayne Brown, there's George Fenn as well, who's an uh, who's a unrestricted free agent. You look at the situation with George Fenn, would he be a guy that you would be interested in bringing back? Should the New York Jets resign mm-hmm. him? <laughs> it really depends on, on what we can get and who we decide. And maybe Makai's the faith we have in Makai. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. if we don't sign Rodgers, and it seems like everyone is picking us to, to pick an offensive lineman at number 13, um, mm-hmm. picking the draft. So maybe 
maybe we don't if we again another year of having faith in Makai, which everyone does, mm-hmm. but maybe this is the year when mm-hmm. he can pull it all together and then we draft somebody high level in thirteen and then we get uh Barrett Tucker back and go from there and maybe add somebody else free agency or Dwayne comes back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. He seems to play through injury last year. He won he wanted to he wanted to win. He wanted to play. So you have to give him yeah. credit. You could have just hung it up and said, hey, man, you know, I've had enough. I had a good career, and I made my money, and I have my health, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Ted, I want to thank you for calling in today, man. It was phenomenal to speak with you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Hey, Joe, can I have one more second? Yeah, go ahead. No? Hold on. I got my kid. My kid wants to say hi to you. Hold on. Oh, salute. Real quick. Hello, how are you doing? It's good to speak with you. I see you're, you're, you're listening. Salutes to you, little savage. All right, salute. Yeah, my dad loves your show. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate your dad, you know, calling in, listening to me. And I appreciate you as well, my little man. Thank you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care, Joe. Have a good evening. All right, you have a good one, my friend. Thank you. Listen, Ted, call in. I respect it. You know, I respect the little savages in here, all right? That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I always tell people, you know, curse on my show, I'll get you out of here fast. You know, we got people listening all across the board. Salutes to everybody. Salutes to all savages. We're going to keep the show going. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in next. I'm going to my guy, Chris. Dark, other callers, we'll get to you in a second. I've got to get to Chris, man. We know that Chris is going to have some takes. Salutes to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that don't know, Chris, oh, he's a savage. Hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on, Chris? Chris, listen, we've been talking to Joe Douglas. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, a lot of discussion today about Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. still ain't talked to the Packers. Chris, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, Chris. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I'm shaking well, my boots. All right, we didn't came yeah. out of the darkness retreat. We still in the dark, though. He ain't said nothing <laughs> to nobody. Man, are you worried, okay? Should the New York Jets just move off of Aaron Rodgers at this point and focus exclusively on Derek Carr? What say you? I'm worried. I say absolutely yes, uh, you know, because Aaron Rodgers, um, he just, he just, I, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. It's just, he just, it's not just being weird. You know that you have a lot of, you know, teams waiting on you. You know you have all this stuff to do. And you're just, you're just sitting there just, like, not doing anything. You just feel the world mm-hmm. is supposed to wait on your decision. And that's just a narcissist. A big, narcissistic. We've got to have it to be a quarterback in every so. But a narcissist <laughs> is just a self-person. And, you know, I'm, you know, it just, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's, it's, da- it's uh, dangerous to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Listen, uh, Chris, I need you to fix, your, fix your, uh, your phone a little bit. You sound far away. I don't know if you got me on a headset or what's going on, but come a little bit closer to your phone. I need to be able to hear yeah. you a bit better. Yeah. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, okay? I'm not going to lie. I've said it before. I, I don't, I'm not shook. I'm shooketh, okay? I'm a little worried here. I waited for you to come out of that retreat. 
I waited for you, you know, to go into the retreat to begin with. It was a couple of days, and I waited for you to come out, and I expected some type of answer at this point. And the fact that he still hasn't talked to the Packers general manager or the Packers yeah, as a whole crazy. and told them anything is like, what is going on? But there's a flip side of this, though, Chris, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. There's some people that think that maybe he has not said anything to the Packers, not because he doesn't know what he wants to do, but that he just doesn't care about the Packers anymore, that he's ready to move no. on. A lot of people say that that's in his personality. Do you think I mean, that that could be the reason that he hasn't said anything to the Packers? No, I think and that we shouldn't be worried about think, whether he's committed or not to football? He wants to just stick it to the Packers. And I think it's a revenge hmm. thing where they drafted Jordan Love, they didn't draft a wide receiver. I think he's playing a revenge. He says, well, why should I do anything for them? Anything? And everybody just has to wait on me. You see, you have people like that in this world who have a lot of stuff, and then they want the whole world to just wait on them. They feel that they're that important that the whole world mm. revolves around them. And they, they get off on that, man. <laughs> like A.B., you know, he, get, he gets off on that. Like the whole world, yeah. Kanye West mentality, the whole world revolves around me. And, and, mm. and, and, that's, and that's, that's dangerous, man, especially in the football environment. You, listen, he was on the Pat McAfee show. They asked him a whole bunch of questions. He gets tweets from Raiders fans. He gets tweets from all these fans. They know what they know what time it is. So the responsible thing for him to do was come out. I think he says, "I want to be traded," or "I don't want to be traded." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows. He knows everybody's <laughs> asking about it. He's not. He's a yeah. very smart guy, man. And that's the yeah. dangerous yeah. part of this whole thing. Yeah. No, you know, you know, you're not lying. You're not lying. <laughs> okay, because. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm just a little worried. Yeah. I mean, I'm worried because Derek Carr is continuing to talk to other teams, and he's continuing to garner more of a market, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to the Saints. He's meeting with them again. He met with us again. He's meeting with the Carolina Panthers. He is in Indy during the combine, and he's mm-hmm. talking to other teams. And there's supposedly various other teams as well that he's going to be meeting with, and he's going to be discussing the future, you know, his future in the league with them. And I'm telling you, yeah. if he continues to shop himself and gain more of a market, the more the Aaron Rodgers play around, the more the fire starts to build surrounding Derek Carr. And then who knows what can happen. Let's say Aaron Rodgers retires or goes somewhere, that market for Derek Carr is going to be vast. And if, he does, if yeah. Aaron Rodgers does not end up with the New York Jets, I'm telling you, the bidding war for, Aaron, for Derek Carr is going to start. It's going to start. And I know there have been reports about 30, he only wants $35 million and all that stuff. Listen, I remember we threw a boatload of money, a boatload of money at Kirk Cousins, right? And he had a market, and he just decided where he wanted to go. And the Vikings paid him very well. They paid him very well. A, a quarterback of Derek Carr's ilk, what he can do, the things that he's been able to show in this league, if you think that he's not going to get cashed out when we've seen various other players in this league get cashed out, you're insane, especially quarterbacks. They get paid out of the wazoo. The, the, what is right. it, Washington just cut Carson Wentz today. Carson Wentz is making $32 million a year. And he is trash. Right. Everybody says right. that. So if you, if you think that yeah. he's trash and you don't think that Derek Carr could get paid, you're out of your mind, man. Give me your thoughts on that, uh, Chris. I think I think he's going to get paid. But here's the thing about Derek Carr that nobody has said on any show that I've heard, and I've thought about this. 
Derek Carr, mm-hmm. uh, David Carr, was a quarterback in the NFL, right? Yep. And David's been around for a while, talked to Hall of Fame quarterbacks and, you know, and stuff. What gives your gives you the best opportunity to get in the Hall of Fame? Is it back? Is it trying to chase Drew Brees' record with the Saints, mm-hmm. or is it ch- uh, winning a championship with the uh, with the New York Jets? See, I think Derek Carr is the type of guy you you out there in L.A. and he's kind of a gritty guy. I think he relished the chance the, the chance to, to to take the Jets to the Super Bowl. I think that he mm-hmm. it, it would motivate him to actually do that. I think it would put a fire in his tank to do that. I think it would, it would mm-hmm. motivate him to do that. And I think that all the stuff that, I mean, just rolling right behind Drew Brees, I mean, you're never going to be bigger than Drew Brees. You, yeah, you can win mm-hmm. two, maybe win a one, one Super Bowl or stuff, but if you win one here, you are a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that you, you, you look at as a long-term is what at, at a certain point, what is my legacy going to be? Am I going to – if I win one Super Bowl, I'm 30-something years old, right? And what mm-hmm. is my legacy going to be? I'm going to go back up Drew Brees and, you know, I'm, you know or I'm going to go to the Jets and I'm going to try to slay the ultimate giant. And I think Derek Carr is that type of guy that wants to slay the giant, man. And you know him. Well, I tell Yeah. I mean, he – but there's, there's a lot of other uh, factors as well. The NFC yeah. is a factor. You got the Bucks. The Bucks are a good football team. They've got a, yeah. a great structure in place. There's other teams that are quarterback hungry. A lot of, right. lot of teams that are quarterback hungry that have that have options, and he can end up going right. there. And not and right. again, we're talking about just money, but he's also talked about how he wants to put his family, make the best decision for his family as well. You know that cash could come into play. So we'll see. But you know this whole situation. Making me a little bit nervous. Yeah. Now, my final question for you, Chris, before I let you go, Makai Beckton, mm-hmm. man, a lot of people make oh, discussion about boy, him. Man. I'm going <laughs> to make you the Jets general manager right now, fifth-year option. Would you give it to him or not give it to him, and why? Hard, 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 the heart can't be measured, right? You can't measure a Oh, God. You can't Here measure we go. a guy that, 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 that. That, that tries hard. But the practical mm-hmm. thing is that I got to see you do it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And Makai has had this opportunity to get himself in a situation or, you know, and, 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 and be that guy to, to the Jets uh, with me. So I think that, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I Are you doing it? On it. Don't be scared, I probably Chris. wouldn't do it. Are you doing I it? Probably, I probably would. <laughs> I probably would. I don't need no pot. This is this is what Chris is doing. Hold on, let me show you what Chris is doing. Y'all, you see how Chris just tries to slide out of here with that? I I probably make it. Chris, I know not you. I know you ain't scared. Not you. Don't be scared. Listen, there's a there's a paper in front of you, Chris. There's a paper in front of you. It says Makai Becton, fifth year option. I probably saw One is I probably saw big bold letters yes, big bold letters no. I probably what saw. what are you circling? Yes or no? I probably saw it. I probably what are you circling? Le- yes for, or no, Chris? Yes. Because okay. if we if we go if, if this is what I'm saying why. If we go for it all, right? If we give this yes. Derek Carr forty five million dollars a year, man, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? We gotta go for it, man. 
You know, that means bringing in Jesse okay. Bates. That means bringing in, you know, signing, re-signing our defense. That means we got to go for it, man. You know, yeah. that means yeah. screwing, the, screwing, screwing the offensive tackle like everybody else is screaming at 13 and bringing the generational <laughs> running back like D. John Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or, 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 or you want to target team. a running back again in the draft? D. John is like, listen, I, I, I tell people all this all the time. I don't – when I draft, and I've, I've learned this from every draft that I – you draft the best player available. And this is why oh, this Lord. is why we have C D Lamb and we we don't have C D Lamb but we have Makai Beckman. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. We have to draft the best player available, man. Let's not go and say, Hey, what do we need? Let's fill our needs in free agency. If we have to pay a land you know, uh Jeremy Temple get him for left tackle, let's do that. Let's bring in Jesse Bates, let's bring in all these guys, let's go for it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And 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 I'll say, Hey, the best and this is what I'll leave you with, right? Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about a Super Bowl and stuff, but we got a guy in Kansas City that's Superman, and you got to keep him off the field <laughs> if you're going to win, no matter what kind of defense you got. You got to keep him off yeah. the field, and the best way you can keep him off the field well, is with a good running game. So that's Superman right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the key to having a good running game, your offensive line, one of the keys is your offensive line has to be solid. And Jets' offensive line left a lot to be desired. Yes, we're getting guys back, ATV, all those guys, but we must continue to address but the offensive Michael line. Carter, but is Michael Carter and, – and, 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 and is Michael Carter – you've got to ask yourself a question. When Bree Paul was in, he was yeah. running. He got yards. Mm-hmm. He got yards. When Michael Carter was in there, Michael Carter was in there, he didn't do too good. And then we we seen we seen we seen we seen Bam Knight get some yards. So the offensive line is not that bad, and we had injuries last year. Thirty percent of your team is going to go down every year. You can't help. Well, I I I was all right. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling. I got another call. I I got to get to him. You have yourself a good one. Listen, Chris, call it in with some takes. We're going to get to these callers. Salutes to Chris. I want to thank you for calling in. We're going to keep on rolling. 515-602-9639. Next, Dark. Oh, I guess Dark. Dark, call back in. We're literally about to get to Dark right now. Uh, I had to talk to him, but hopefully he gets back in. I want to talk to him about this. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Julio. Julio, other callers. Hold on. We'll get to you in a second. Julio salutes. I want to thank Julio for calling in tonight. For those of you that do not know, Julio, oh, he's a savage. Julio, listen, man. Bro, I am going back and forth with people. We're having discussions. I got people scared, man. And I'm going to start off with you, okay? Because I know you got some Uh takes to give us. Hopefully, Dark Soldier calls in later. But let me tell you something. (laughs) Makai Becker, big questions about him. Joe Douglas talked about him, how, you know, he looks physically, mentally in a great space. He's losing weight. He's lost weight, clearly. He looks like, yep. you know, he's in good shape. Fifth-year mm-hmm. option is coming. You must sign it in May, okay? It's going to keep him here to through 2014, through 2024, excuse me. It is $13.5 million, okay, on that option. There's a paper in front of you. It says Makai Beckton, fifth-year option, yes or no, okay? You're yes. the general manager. You're Joe Douglas. What are you circling, yes 
or no to give Makai back the next, that fifth-year option? Yes, for a proven year. Yes, yes, yes. Circle it, yes, for a proven year. Circle it, yes. You got to prove okay, it. Okay, but year. why? But why? 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 Because, again, he's going to be here through 2024, so that gives him 2023, which is this season, and then 2024 next season. But why are you giving Makai Beckton that fifth-year option? Why? Because he's been he's injured for the talented. last two years. Yeah, Go ahead. he's very talented, and he got two years to prove us that he can be in that field and use his talent. Okay. Okay. You know, and you trust that he'll how be healthy to do that. You trust that he'll be healthy to do that. This is the year to prove it. Okay. All right. See, you see, Julio gave it to us straight. He said, yes, I'm getting it done. I'm, I'm circling that. It's said and done. All right? I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. He didn't run. He wasn't scared. He wasn't scared. Now, no. as we continue to talk about this, right, we're talking about this offensive uh-huh. line. You look at this situation, man, I'm wondering, what do you see the Jets doing with Makai Becton? Do you think they'll stick him back at left tackle? Do you think he'll stay at right tackle? What do you, how do you think the Jets will handle him? Switch him a couple of times. Make him feel comfortable. I don't think he's going to start, but let him come in. Let him get comfortable. Let him get back where he was, like he was in Louisville, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want him to see him back at left tackle? So then, yeah. So then yeah. you see the, the situation there, and, and maybe the right tackle they address that in, in free agency or the draft. Okay, I respect. Now as we continue, well, you got to remember. There's a lot of you got to remember. Mm-hmm. You got to remember. We still got Mitchell, and we still got mm-hmm. Tucker. You know. Yeah. You know Tucker can go either side too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, mean, there's a lot of talk I'm, about that I'm, as well. I know people that want to put Vera Tucker at tackle. I'm not. The biggest proponent, of course, he played well there, but I'd like to see him back at guard where he was just absolutely yep. dominating. He played great at left tackle. He played great at right tackle. But one of the guys you brought up, and it's great that you brought him up, I was waiting for somebody to talk about him, Max Mitchell. Max Mitchell's a guy yeah. that did play well for us last year before the knee injury. Then he had blood clots, you know, so he ended the season uh, not playing. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that's a very interesting piece to the puzzle as well, like you brought up. The fact that maybe he's the guy that we can go forward with the right tackle because he was impressive. Am exactly. I right? You yep, you're right. And I believe yeah. Mitchell is a special guy. He's a special guy. Okay. He, okay. He's okay. going to do his thing yeah. this year. Now, when you look at this situation, right, Joe Douglas just came out and talked about how the New York Jets have a lot of flexibility with cap. Okay, They can create very mm-hmm. large amounts of cap room because they don't have a lot of money prorated tied up in contracts in the future. Do you think that this mm-hmm. opens the door for the New York Jets to make big, splash free agency signings in this upcoming free agency to really boost this football team? Uh, all right. I got one big that is going to be the biggest splash of all that they probably do, and they're going to get caught. That's about it. I don't think that okay. will be the biggest splash that we're going to have. Okay. Okay. Or unless – and like I, I was going to say it like this, mm-hmm. unless Baltimore don't even try to French tie Lamar Jackson and mm-hmm. that will happen. And Joe Douglas, familiar with Baltimore, he might try to go and mm-hmm. get Lamar Jackson, you know? Okay, okay. 
So you're a big car guy because you just talked about him. My final question before I let you go, Julio, you, you said, hey, you think the New York Jets end up with Carr. Or do you want to see the Jets end up with Carr because you're, you're tired of Aaron Rodgers? Are you worried about him and his commitment to football with him still not speaking with the Packers general manager? I mean, why wouldn't you want to see the Jets land uh, Aaron Rodgers over Carr? Because I, I'll put it like this. Joe Douglas will not give up so many picks for a player. He gains oh, you picks. Think he's be he never okay. gives out picks. You see? Okay. So if anybody, mm-hmm. it will be Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't be, be, pay attention because mm-hmm. of Lamar Jackson. Because everybody's sleeping Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because not too long ago, as a matter of fact, Yesterday or oh, this morning, they were talking about that the Jets was high on Geno Smith again, and I don't want Geno Smith back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, listen, as you know as well as I know, Julio, there, you know, there's some smoke screens and bogus reporting that goes on at times. You know, that was. I like you, you know, know that look, was, Gino had his time you know, here, that was Steven, and I think that, that was Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, was, you know, look, and, and like I get that. it, and I and think somebody, know. yeah, so, somebody else reported that too. Look, I, I get it. There's a lot of things, smoke screens. I don't think that there's yeah. a chance that Geno Smith ends up being a New York Jet again. I just don't. No, he had a time here. Not. It's wonderful what he did in Seattle. That's great. I'm, he's resurrected, mm-hmm. or you know, really yeah. kind of revitalized his career there. We'll see what they do with him going forward. And he's a great fit there, but here yep. it's just. I just believe we're going to get no. Carr. Okay. I just believe we're okay. going to get Carr because Carr is a free agent, and Joe Douglas is not the type to give up multiple first-round picks. He likes to gain first-round okay. pick, you know? Yeah. No, listen, and so, I hear you. I hear you. So before I let you go, Julio, because you're, uh, you've given us some amazing takes, when you look at this situation, New York Jets are – you know, they have some guys that are free agents, man, at the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Connor McGovern is one of them. Do you think the New York Jets should resign him, or do you want to see him, you know, moved on from and see that the Jets, you know, attack the center position in the draft or free agency? Resign him. He's an important okay. centerpiece right now. There's not wow. too many centers okay. that's going to be a free agent that we can trust right now. Get him. He, you know. This is the time now. He gets, we're gonna have a great mm-hmm. offensive line. We're gonna have Brees Hall come back. You know everything's gonna. You know. Okay. Just let's resign him. We don't want to go get another center and then he'll be worse than what McGovern. McGovern you yeah. know. I tell you what, McGovern. McGovern was bad though. Uh, getting worse than him. That's even scarier. But listen, Julio, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It was phenomenal to speak with you. You have yourself a good one. All right, my friend. All right, you too, buddy. All right. Listen, man, Julio said he wants to resign Conor McGovern. I, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. I'd like to see the New York Jets continue to move on, maybe draft a center or grab one up at free agency. Again, there's guys that can fall out all over the place. But they're, they're, he's not alone. I've heard some fans, some Jets fans, say that they would like to bring Conor McGovern back. You know, but we'll see what happens going forward. So, salute to everyone. What a show. A lot of callers, a lot of great opinions being spit left and right. Uh, we'll continue to talk about this football team and what's going on, man. I'll tell you what, this uh, Aaron Rodgers situation, I'm shook, yes. <laughs> I'm shook, yes, okay? Your boy's a little uh, little worried here, all right? I want to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey, 
And the more he keeps playing around, the seems like the more likely it won't happen. But I'm much, much, much open to Carr being a New York Jet as well. Don't get it confused. I like Derek Carr a lot. I would have no issue with him being signed and brought into the New York Jets and being our starting quarterback. I think we'd have success with him. Salutes to the Savages. GVH in the chat says, if I'm a free agent quarterback, I want the least path of resistance to the Super Bowl. Yes. And Derek Carr can set himself up with the next signing to be that guy. And I think the best place for him to get that done would be the New York Jets. It would be. So GVH also says, could Carr be talking to Washington? Is the NFC East favorable, easier than the AFC East? I think so, yeah. He has a lot of options. That's the thing with Carr. He's attached to nothing. It's just him. You don't have to trade for him. You don't have to deal with uh, another general manager trying to fleece you, trying to get more. You, no, it's just all about paying him and bringing him into the facility. So so with that said, we're going to close out the show. Phenomenal show. You know, Great talking to everybody. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go over to Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? Going over to Twitter, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe. Personal Twitter is at YoungJ00. Follow me, and I'll follow you right back. If you don't troll me, no issues. I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, okay? I'm the troll that lives under that bridge. I have that Vera Tucker jersey on, you know? I can't wait till he comes back next year. He's going to be dominant. He's going to be dominant next year, man. A lot of people sleeping on him. But he's going to wake you up, believe me, all right? So I'll have that Vera Tucker jersey on. I'll troll you right back. Let's go back and forth. All right. I'm also on YouTube as well. Okay. Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you don't troll me, get in those comments and we can go back and forth and I'll troll you there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Okay. Free hugs for everyone. I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for calling in. I want to thank you folks for being involved in the show any way that you are. I truly appreciate you people. Without you, I'm absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for getting involved with your boy. Till the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. Hey!